0: Good Thursday, everyone. Welcome to the VolQuest.com mailbag podcast presented by our good friends at Blue Water Climate Control. Be sure to check them out at BlueWaterClimateControl.com or visit them on Twitter at BlueH2O underscore climate. Their January promotion is continuing on those uh, single zone mini split units we've been talking about for a while now. Uh, great little unit for whatever um, room you have in your house that uh, you know maybe struggles with staying cool or staying warm uh bonus room garages workshops whatever it might be a uh, perfect little unit find out more about those at bluewaterclimatecontrol.com of course you can book online save uh, money on your expenses if you need a repair or anything like that just check them out at bluewaterclimatecontrol.com guys plenty to get to in this podcast with austin price and rob lewis uh plenty of questions we'll get to as many as we can and uh, let's get rolling here we'll start uh out of the gate what is the chance that the guys who entered the portal are ones who may have eligibility issues this fall, any updates on the incoming class in that same situation, any concern for eligibility issues from the investigation? I'll be honest with you, uh, I haven't heard anything at this point. AP?
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean, like, listen, everybody wants to talk about Eric Gray because, you know, he didn't play against Texas a and I think that was more precautionary. I think Eric Gray would be fine. Um, you know, and had Tennessee had a bowl game, I was told he would have been eligible to play in that. Um, as far as Henry, good. Quavaris, good. Jameer Johnson, I can't speak on that, but I assume he would be fine. Wanye, um, I'm told, you know, um, you know, may have some, you know, issues as far as just, you know, the grade side of things. But that's just, you know, again, that, that's not hearing from anybody official. That's just kind of been what's the fodder out there. So we'll, we'll see, you know, if he's eligible wherever he trend, or he, or he's going to Oklahoma, we'll see if he's able to get eligible at Oklahoma. So, um, you know, point, and nothing about, like, the investigation leading to people being ineligible to play.
0: Yeah, same here. All right, Crazy Orange Man wants to know, do you feel that still has the overwhelming advantage to take over since he's a UT grad and has a healthy start on this – head start on this job? Rob, I'm going to say no. I, I don't feel that way. I mean, I think it's bizarre – that
2: you know, he's in place with a two-year contract. But I just – I mean, I don't think he – I, no, I don't, I don't feel like he's the, the overwhelming – has
0: the overwhelming advantage at all. No, I don't think so. And as a follow-up to that, Austin, the next question is, if Steele is not the direction the athletic department decides to go for a head coach, will the new AD require the new coach to keep Steele on staff in the same role?
1: I don't think that it would be like, if the, if the, if, okay, let's say Tennessee hires a new AD, that person wants to hire a set guy. And that guy goes, I don't want him on my staff. I don't think that he would be required to keep Kevin Steele. Um, Do I think that that's, you know, that he's likely to end up on whoever's staff. I do. I do think that he would likely end up on whoever's staff, but I'll be honest, the longer this drags on, the more I think Kevin Steele is going to like the big chair. And if you don't get the big chair, you know, I mean, like, is his, is his, is his head mentally going to want to be, you know, in it for the D.C. role? I mean, maybe it will be. I, you know, I just I, – I, but I, I also know that, you know, that, you know, I think he would really relish the opportunity. And it all depends on, like, what kind of you know, interest Tennessee has. Again, I equate this Tennessee job to some of the kids that have went into the transfer portal. They get those initial calls because they're in the portal from teams X, Y, and Z. But then once the team does some investigation into what kind of player that person is or whatever else, they don't call back. Like, I think Tennessee's got some intrigue to it, but, you know, when some of the bigger names that are on Tennessee's hot board take a longer look at this job, do they call back for it? That's something I, I can't answer. I just, you know, again, I think that, you know, I go back to 2018, it didn't have great interest then. And this is, you know, in theory, a lot worse job now than it was three years ago.
2: Yeah, I, I think it's it not because
1: is, of the periphery,
2: and I, I think most coaches, unless they had
1: a personal relationship with him, would
2: be really turned off by AD telling him, mm-hmm. "Hey, by the way, you got to keep this guy on your staff." I mean, they all have their guys. They all, you know, want to want to build their own staff, and I, I just think that would, that would make this a little unattractive unless somebody had a pre existing relationship. And you're talking about. You know, no offense to Kevin Steele, I think he's very sound. But how would a you know coach feel about working alongside a guy that you know looks like he worked to get his last boss fired to get that job, and was a finalist for this job the last time it was open?
0: Well, and here's the thing too. I, I mean, I don't know Kevin Steele, but I I've been I, he's an old school football coach who's done the business for a long time. I don't know that Kevin Steele wants to work somewhere where. He's being that the, his ball or his coach, the head coach, is being forced to keep him. I just think he'll walk away. I mean, he's he's financially secure. I mean, Auburn's got to pay him. You know, yeah, if it doesn't fit, I mean, he just walk away. I mean, and I could totally see that. You know, I don't I don't think he wants to be anybody's quote charity or, or, or being made. You know, kept. You know, you got to keep this guy. I mean, if Kevin Steele's not comfortable with whoever the head coach is. Uh, I, I think Kevin Steele's is more than comfortable with himself just walking away and, and not not trying to hang around. So we'll see. All right, the next question, if Kevin Steele is named head coach, what offensive coordinators do you believe he would target? I don't know who he would target, but I've said this, Rob, I know who I would target. I'd call Jeff Lebby at Old Miss. I think yeah. I think Jeremy Pruitt should have hired him two years ago. I concur.
1: I don't have anything to add to that. Yeah, I, I think that's who he would target. And, and furthermore, I do think that, you know, um, I, I would continue to be told, like, he, Levy's gettable. He, yeah, he just signed a new two-year deal at Ole Miss, but I'm told, you know, he, he's content, but, he, you know, I ain't going to say he's just, like, locked in over there and you can't go get him. So, I, I think that, you know, gettable, and let's face it, you know, that's the kind of offense that Tennessee fans would love to see, you know, whoever, Caden Salter, you know, Hendon Hooker, whoever, making plays in next year. Yeah, absolutely. Everybody wants I, that. I, again, I, go back, I, I continue to go back. If you go with the Kevin Steele route, you've got to build around him with guys like Jeff Lebby, Rodney Garner, you know, so on and so forth. Guys that, you know, okay, the recruiters, you know, they're ball you – know, they can draw up ball plays, you know, guys that can get, you know, the fan base excited,
0: um, you know, around Kevin Steele. Yeah, I mean, it it would have to be a rock star staff to to get some people intrigued and excited about where things are going. Do you think that uh, the guys entering the portal hurts Steele's leverage for the head coaching position? Do you think if the university were to go after a guy like Chadwell or Lane still being D.C. already, Garner more than likely being here, would be a deal breaker? It seems like it would be a good fit for both those guys on those two staffs. We talked about the last question, so let's get to the first question here. Do you think... Uh, that the guys entering the portal hurt Steele's leverage for the job? I don't think so because I think Kevin Steele's had three days to try to talk about it going into the portal. And I think they were going into the portal because Jeremy Pruitt is no longer here and they don't know who their position coaches are. I don't think that's – I don't think that's Kevin Steele's fault. because so I don't think you should hold him accountable for that like he did something wrong, Rob. I I, I just don't no, see I'm how you can place that at, at him. No, i totally. 100%
2: agree. I don't mean, he he didn't have any relationships with these guys. It's not like they turned on him or were soured on him. They're just understandably looking for a fresh start with the way
0: things have worked out here. Athletic directors are almost always tied to who they hire as a head football coach. Do you think potential athletic directors will feel – how do you think they will feel about still hiring assistant coaches from an outsider's perspective? It seems that setting him up to be the hire, if I were coming in as an an athletic director, I would want to make – I would want my hire made for, I wouldn't want my hire made for me. Excuse me. Sorry about that. He's not hired anybody yet. And I don't know that he will hire anybody. And if he does hire somebody, I think it may just be one coach. I don't think, I don't know that he's going to go fill out the entire staff. And if the chancellor's going as fast as she would like to go in this search from what we're told uh, and would like to have something done as early as this weekend, I don't know if anybody's hired before the weekend. Um, So that may not even be a factor or may not even be, um, a question at all um, when it's all said, you know, when it's all said and done. I know if he does make some hires, what it looks like, but until that happens, you know, I don't know. And it may not, ha- you know, it may not happen before an AD is, is actually in place here. So we'll, we'll see what the next couple of days bring. Rumors are.
1: That- I, I, think, I think it's important as the, you know, potential bringing, bringing in a Rodney Garner or somebody else is, you know, getting a recruiting staff. They have nobody like in the recruiting department, what I mean, is what I mean by that, not like a staff, you know, coach they can recruit. Like they have no recruiting department. Like they all got to let go. So like they have no help, you know, and, and, and let's face it, Coach Steele right now is in a, a spot where, you know, he's relying solely on assistant coaches. A lot of those assistant coaches are spending most of their days trying to keep team or t- team members out of the portal. So, you know, it's easy to fall behind and he's, you know what three men down so i mean like uh, in my mind you know as big of you know bringing in a guy like rodney garner is bringing in some competent people to help run the recruiting department and stabilize that
0: area i'm not think, taking I'm, I'm not taking that job if i'm a recruiter. I, yeah. I mean
1: i don't see how you stabilize
2: anything right now i mean it's just what it is which is chaos i mean there's no, I'm, no...
0: Saying, I'm, I'm saying if you can make a hire i'm just saying i'm just saying those guys aren't contract people for the most part, unless you're going to change how that's done. I'm not coming to work here knowing that the guy I'm coming to work to may or may not be here in two weeks, six months, six weeks, might be on staff, might not be on staff. I I don't, I mean, I think that's, I think that's hard to get somebody to agree to take that job. I, I understand your point, Austin, and I agree with you that recruiting is a a mess because you don't have anybody in that office right now. I just don't know who would take a job to join the staff.
2: You also don't have a vision to sell. I mean, what are you going to sell to recruits right now? I mean, that's just – I mean, it's an impossible situation. And to your point, right, about not coming, just about any head coach is going to have a young kid, you know, that's been a GA or, you know, his his defensive quality control guy that he is going to bring with him and and put in that job. Almost
0: invariably. Yeah, I agree that they got to get it fixed, but I just don't know that you can get it fixed until you've got a direction with, with what's, what's who's going to be on your staff you know, and, and what your head coaching situation is going to look like. Um, rumors that uh, some boosters are interested in Gundy. Care to comment. Gundy's name always shows up. Um, I don't think Gundy's coming to Tennessee. He's, he's played them the last two times. Um, if I were in charge of this search, I would not pick up the phone and call um, Mike Gundy and say, hey, do you want to have a cup of coffee? Can you shake loose in Dallas? On, if, if,
1: if I, no, no. See, if I were in charge of this surge, I would tell Mike Gundy, hey, meet me in Dallas, and then have the bartender leave him a little note and said – kiss my ass and then, <laughs> and then not show up. That's what I would do.
0: He's played. He certainly played him twice. I don't know that you go down. I wouldn't go down that road a third time. Um, is there any correlation between the players that left and the allegations that money's being given out to players? And how would you compare Monday to Shiano's Sunday? <laughs> I, I don't know of any correlation. Cause I don't, I don't know what the money thing looks like in the investigation. Okay. I, I mean, I don't, I don't know. Um, do do I think there's, do I think there's some money stuff as a part of this investigation? Yeah, I think there probably, I think there is, but I don't have any idea how specific anything's going to be or what specifically is going to be done. Money might be paying for a hotel room. You know, I I don't know what money. Buying a meal. Yeah. Buying a meal. I don't don't know know what money means. The old proverbial
1: drop a bag. I don't think this is what this is about. I I think most of this is, you know, it's, it's all stuff that again, you know it's pretty frequent in college football um it just so happens
0: that tennessee's got the goods on their own program
1: and now the ncaa does
0: rob monday shiano sunday to oh, philip former departure I think, monday i don't think it's close i think shiano sunday was a much much wilder
2: ride i mean you had a guy that, I, I mean i don't think any of us were surprised that jeremy pro got fired i mean the surprising thing was the you know, the the magnitude, the, the amount of people that were allegedly involved that just made it look, you know, incredibly widespread and corrupt behind the scenes where you're letting go that many people, multiple on-field coaches, multiple behind-the-scenes guys. Now, I thought Seano Sunday was, was wild and that it, you know, ended up with, you know, not only a guy with a, with a signed memorandum of understanding not getting the job, but also the sitting athletic director and then later on the chancellor losing their jobs.
1: Well, we had that, we had the, you know, uh, the, we had a number of different things on that Sunday. Um, you know, whereas Monday, you know, it,
0: you know, it, it
1: was more telegraphed than, than Shiano. Shiano Sunday was not telegraphed at
0: all, at all. Yeah, it was, it was definitely a different wild ride. And it was, it was such a moving target on Sunday as to what was going to happen. Whereas Monday was more, okay, you know by lunchtime he he's done you know shiano sunday finished sunday night you know there was still talk sunday evening that that night that john curry was going to come make a statement publicly and he and he never did and um there was a whole lot there was a, there was a lot more juice to shiano sunday than than monday was All right, uh who's your favorite to be the ad and Bob Stoops would Tennessee try and lure him in? I don't think Bob Stoops got any desire to come be a part of a rebuild project, college football. So no, not that. One. NCAA
2: violations. Yeah.
0: All right. Uh, favorite to be the AD. I, I don't know that there is a favorite. I think this search is pretty interesting. Um, and I, I'll jump off. Of, I'll jump that way. Uh, you know, in this question, from the standpoint of, I, I think that Chancellor Plowman is doing her best to try to get a big name an established person somewhere, uh, swinging for the fences, if you will, for, for a, quote, splash hire. I don't know if anything will, will happen there. Um, I think it's interesting that I, I don't feel any traction with Mark Ingram. I don't think they've done anything there with, with that candidate. Todd Stewart, who's at Western Kentucky, I don't think he's heard from anybody with Parker or the search firm at all. Um and then John Gilbert was the name everybody Rob assumed was going to be at the head of the list, but it just doesn't seem like there's as much traction with him right now as there was on, on Monday. And you got to wonder if the Dave Hart stuff guys and his affiliation with Dave Hart and some of the issues Dave Hart had at Tennessee is not working against John Gilbert in, in, in this process and in, in this search.
2: Yeah, I was, I mean, I was told on Monday night by, by someone close to the situation that John Gilbert was, He'd be in the mix, but it was a long way from being a slam dunk. And I mean, they might get there eventually, but I don't think he's—he does. It doesn't sound like he's a top tier target from from the way things feel today.
1: No, it's all. It feels like he's a lot of the steam has come out of Gilbert. Now that's not to say that he can't get rejuvenated, but it, it definitely feels like that uh, that the, the the train is still at the station and is definitely not you know, barreling down the
0: tracks. Well, and again, I, I think if there's, I wonder if there's a little bit of guilt by association there, you know, I mean, obviously there's the Donnie Tindall thing that everybody knows about. Um, there was the unrest with the Lady of all front. And I don't think John Gilbert should be lumped into that. Cause I think that was a Dave Hart fight, even though Gilbert was certainly involved in a lot of those conversations on campus under Dave Hart's watch, there was some title nine issues as well. And you just wonder if if some of those things that that John Gilbert gets lumped into that administration and that time frame of the administration, if that works against him with some people, I don't know. But you just you wonder if that um, if there's some baggage there that follows him, that's probably not fair, but because he worked on the on the, the you know, the Dave Hart staff, if, if that works against him. Um, so we'll see. I, I think, again, The timeline on this, everybody wants to know about the timeline. I think she wants to – Chancellor Plowman wants to go fast with the AD search if she can get it done. Once the AD search is done, I think she's going to turn it over to the AD and say go find a football coach. I don't think she's going to be very hands-on in the football coach. She's going to want to know. I'm not saying she's not going to want to interview or talk to the finalist and and give the final say on that because I think she does. But I think she has made it clear to me that – once she gets the AD in place, then it's the AD running the athletic department and they come to her whenever they need to tell her something and she's not going to be hands-on traveling around the country talking to candidates or anything like that. That's the impression I get um, from people I talk to and based on her comments that she made uh, in the press conference and, and they have continued with her and, and Randy Boyd both about wanting an AD in place first, regardless of how that impacts the football program currently right now. And I think it is impacting the the you know the, the the program right now. I don't think there's any doubt about that.
1: They're in a shell right now, hubs. I, mean, I you know I, I thought my my analysis was was pretty spot on, and, and you know to, to pat myself on the back. I, I'm not a big column writer, but I told hubs you know I my little line about the fact that everybody left that uh, part of the football programs and they're rob shoveling you know water from a sinking ship with a thimble is, is kind of the truth i mean they just i mean you, every time something happens there's somebody else going in the portal there's a recruit not coming there's you know this on so on and so forth i mean it's just one hit after another and you know it's, it's like the episode of vegas vacation when clark's at the hoover dam and the water pops through the hole and he puts the gum in it then here comes another uh, just they you can't plug up all the holes
0: Yep. And Rob, they just don't have an answer to anything. They can't answer anybody's question right now. I mean, and and, you know, a player's question, they just don't have an answer for them at this point in time. A player's question, a recruits question, a parent's question. I mean, it's, it's a bad,
2: it's a bad
1: scene right now. When you think about what, and and, and when you, somebody put this to me on, you know, on Wednesday and I was like, you know, when you really think about it, that's so true Um, for, you know, you know, the last 10 months, These kids, or at least the last six or seven months, these kids have been poked and prodded with three tests a week. Then they get to the end of the season, which ends a week before Christmas. Here comes the allegations out. And then for a month, they're sitting there reading everything on social media and everything that's out there about this and that and Jeremy Pruitt, yada, 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 and all the speculation about whether he's going to lose his job. And now they're sitting in another state of limbo, you know, because – They've got to hire an AD before they hire a football coach. So, like, if you're an offensive lineman, you don't have an offensive line coach. You're hearing from all these other schools, and they do have offensive line coaches. Like, it's just a lot for the for these kids to have went through, and, and I really believe that.
0: Yeah, I don't disagree with you. Will Tennessee self-impose penalties when the internal investigation is formally complete? I yes. would say so. I would think yes and hope that they're accepted. Yeah, and hope that they're accepted and and it's not any worse. And, again, I think the biggest concern right now would be scholarship reductions. I know everybody, you know, talks about bowl, postseason bowl bans, and that's not a good look in recruiting. That's not a good look, you know, with your fan base and everything else. But for the health of your program, the biggest concern is scholarship reductions and how big would you potentially get hit there. Um, I'll be curious to see what Tennessee's self-imposed number is to try to help them stave off any other further penalties.
2: I would almost guarantee a postseason ban, wouldn't you? I mean, who cares about missing the Liberty Bowl next year? I mean, what's the ceiling for this team? If
0: Tennessee
1: could get away with a one-year postseason ban instead of two, I think it all depends on the number of scholarships you lose, Brent. If you're talking two a year for three years or six total and you're only signing 23 instead of 25, I think that does not hurt as bad. Because I think the stigma that comes with a, a, a two-year bowl ban really hurts the football program. I really, I, I, really, I, I really think that. I really think that
0: it's hard to recruit
1: to Tennessee if there's a multi-year bowl ban for those couple of years.
0: Well, if you had a multi-year bowl ban for the class of 22, it would affect them one year. If you had a two-year bowl ban, it would affect the class of 22 one season. Um, you know, their freshman oh. year, it would affect them. Um, I if, mean, look, you're, if you're, I a, think
1: you're thinking of it as a 45 year old man or like, and I agree with you as a 37 year old man, like it, it, two years goes by like that. Like we split, but you know, for kids, they think that that two
0: years is an eternity. Well, well I, mean, I think we're but it doesn't, you. it doesn't affect the high school kids in the 22 class it's gonna, it's You're one that bother your, him at, at all. It's going to affect your current roster. Right. Which is, which is being depleted rapidly as you go right now. I mean, was your roster, are you are you going to be eligible for a bowl next year? You know, what's the roster look like? Are you going to be a, a potentially bowl team next year? I don't know. I mean, maybe. And, I, maybe. and,
2: and, I, and I, we've all thought this, but I, we haven't mentioned on the podcast. The timetable for when the sanctions are going to be announced. I mean, don't you think a potential coach is going to want to know what he's walking into? He's not going to want to come in blind and, you know, wonder if he's if there's a two, going to be a two-year bowl, bowl band. Wondering how, much, how many scholarship productions there are going to be. I think that could really affect the timetable, this thing, and probably helps Kevin Steele.
0: Yeah, I, I don't disagree with that. I, I would say I would say a coach is much more worried about the scholarship reductions than he is the, the number of postseason bans, you know, or the, or the season. And I, I get that it works against you in recruiting. I just think for the overall health of your program and the long-term health of your program that the, the scholarship reductions is so much of a bigger factor and a bigger thing Um to, to them than, than the bowl band. Now, oh, I, I, think I, bowl, agree. I, I think the bowl. I think the bowl band is harder to recruit to. And Lord, if you, if, if Tennessee got away with t- losing two scholarships a year for three years or yeah, four years, I think and, that's and, optimistic. You know, in a single season bowl game, then yeah. But I, I just don't think that that's. I don't think that that's very realistic when when you look at um, kind of where, yeah. what, based on what we saw at Mississippi State, based on what we've seen at some other places. So. Um, you know we we'll, we'll see what that what that looks like moving forward but tennessee to, to answer the guy's question tennessee's definitely going to impose uh, some 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 self-imposed penalty. Alright let's move on to the next question here is lane kiffin a real possibility? I mean I don't I don't I don't see it based off what I'm hearing but I could be wrong.
1: I'd have to see it to believe it but I honestly would not be surprised. Like wouldn't be shocked. I, I don't. I, I think I don't think it would happen, but I don't think that I would just totally just close the door on it and lock it. Well, I mean, let me, let me be clear. I would be fine
2: with Lane Kiffin. I would think that would be, you know, a solid hire. I just, I just don't think it happens.
0: Yeah, I would be surprised if it happened, but I'm with you, Austin. I mean, <laughs> uh, right now you're not ruling anything out. From listen, I'm not ruling anything out from Tennessee hiring. Uh, a big name Power Five AD to hiring a guy like Scott Carter from ETSU or something like that. You know, I mean, I, I think at this point, anything could potentially be on the table uh, with Tennessee when it's all said and done. All right. Um, uh, U Pride wants to know Did Still legitimately have Levy lined up to be his OC? Had he gotten the Auburn job? Still and Gilbert spent a couple of years ago to Alabama. and idea what the relationship is like? Still is 62. Do you believe he came to Tennessee to finish his career, whether it's as a head coach or an assistant coach? I'm going to start with three. I do think he came to Tennessee to go to the finish line. Um, I think he's at a point in his career that he's not on, he's not on the quest, you know, to, to, to be a head coach just anywhere in the country. Uh, would he, As an assistant coach here, would he go be a head coach in the SEC somewhere else? Maybe. But, but at his age, I think that he probably had in the back of his mind, I'm going to come to Tennessee, fix Tennessee, and that's probably enough for me.
1: I'll take one. Yes, I do believe he was going to hire Jeff Levy had he got the Auburn job. If he gets this job, I think Levy would be a target. And on the offensive line, I think former ball assistant, offensive uh, – and, and former ball assistant and offensive line coach, Steve Marshall would be the target to coach offensive line as a real candidate because he just lost his job with the Miami Dolphins and veteran coaches – normally do well coaching offensive line, right, Brent?
0: Most – a lot of head coaches want a veteran guy as their offensive line coach. They don't worry about recruiting nearly as much at that position as they do some other positions. Sam Pittman was obviously the exception as a great recruiter and, and an offensive line coach. But, yeah, I think a coach is looking for more of a fundamental technician guy there at that, at that coaching position than they are a recruiter. Steele and Gilbert know each other. Uh, I think they got along fine and well. Uh, at Alabama, um, you know, and that's – I mean, that's kind of where that is. Um, let's see here. We've talked about Steele staying on as a D.C. This, this question, this person, this poster wants to know, Jay, would Jay Graham stay? Do you think Jay Graham's yeah. going to ultimately end up being here?
1: Jay Graham's had uh, multiple opportunities to leave Tennessee in the last month. That's not something he would advertise, um, you know, but he's had multiple opportunities, a couple of them in this league. And uh he's still here. So yeah, he wants to be here. Um now could that change? Sure it could. I mean, you know, I mean he wanted to stay here in 2012 and then Butch came in and you know, he didn't feel like he meshed with the Cincinnati staff. So he uh he took Randy uh Randy's call from Florida State and headed down to Tallahassee. So, you know, hot move, he, Jay.
2: He, hot hot move in hindsight.
1: Yeah. He he
2: he he wants to be here. Period. And I think he'd be attractive to just to most, most head coaches, don't don't you? I mean, I, I mean I think he's got a strong, strong track record.
0: Yeah, I think he absolutely does. All right, let's go to the next one. Um Harrison Bailey's dad said that they came to play for Pruitt. Do you have any insight on his status with the program? Who else could you see transferring? Um, Austin was today the big run. I mean, the I mean, I'm not saying nobody else is going to jump in the portal, but do you think <laughs> now it's more like People are going to wait till the end of the spring semester and go through spring practice?
1: Yeah, that's what it feels like to me. I mean, I think you still have to watch the next couple of days. You know, Keyshawn Lawrence is a name that I've continued to hear, but, you know, he's not went in yet. Darnell Wright's another name that, you know, I think Tennessee's been able to stave that off. And, uh, you know, he's going to go through spring and, and see where we are. I mean, do we know
2: if those kids went to class today? And, it, um, and does it does it matter or if how weird is it maybe if you just does it is it is it a loophole if you just joined a zoom as opposed to walk in a classroom
0: <laughs> <laughs> well I, mean, a
1: good, I, I thought about that too i mean do you not have to think about
0: that yeah i do well i mean i don't know if the, how many of those guys are running through the, the complex going and doing stuff like that i mean they're, they're not yet started in their full you know, postseason or off season stuff, things getting ready to get cranked up and everything as guys move back in this week. So, um, you know, I, I think if you're going, if you're considering going into the portal um, and you're going to go now, you better know where you're at because your eligibility is on the line. You can't just take the semester off. Okay. I mean, you, you got to have a place to go and, and and the windows getting small on that because schools are starting around the country. And so, guys who went into the portal today, if they're going to go now, they got to go. I mean, they, they can't decide 10 days from now what school they're going go to go to. To quote Apollo 13, the Earth's getting big in the window. It is certainly getting big in the window, and we're quickly running out of time. Here's AP, that's
2: two, that's two movie references over you're sport at home.
0: He, I mean, he likes – but, I mean, I use that Apollo 13. He stole that one from me. I'm going to take credit from that because I've referenced that one several times. Right, AP? No? Vegas vacation.
1: Know. You've referenced Apollo 13. I referenced the
0: Earth's getting big in the window. Vegas vacation was a pretty pretty deep pool, though. It was a pretty deep pool. I mean, Clark <laughs> Clark sticking his finger in the Hoover Dam was not something I thought was going to be mentioned on the podcast tonight or today, but it certainly is. All right, if signees are let out of their letter of intent, can Tennessee take more transfers? Yes. Sure, yes. Absolutely, they can, and that's how you would try to build this roster back up. Would another SEC school end up, end up handicapping their own program in a matter that it looks like Tennessee has been doing it? Rob, they this is do. you, right? Maybe Vandy, maybe Vandy. <laughs> yeah, certainly hadn't done it at LSU. Or, in you know, I country, could right? see. I mean, I
2: could see maybe Auburn being cold blooded enough to do it if they, you know, if they could have, if they could have done this and avoided paying Gus twenty two million dollars. I, I could see Auburn going that way.
0: Yeah. Story today is that one donor wrote the big lump sum check to Gus Malzahn. Poor damn eagle. eagle. <laughs> <laughs> the- Does the firm that Tennessee hire assess more than just searching out coaches? In other words, do they give options like if you want to pack your stadium out, high ceiling chance of winning, et cetera? No, I mean, how a search firm works is they vet out candidates. You know, they they find out if a candidate has interest, they vet out whether or not they have issues um, or, or something in their past so that you don't get caught blindsided, a la Donnie Tindall, the way Tennessee did when they didn't use a search firm. But they're not recommending, hey, here's who you should hire because he's the best fit because he's going to put butts in the stands or he's the most dynamic or he's the most exciting. That's not the role uh, of a search firm uh, or anything, anything like that. Um, Let's see here. We get to maybe a couple more out the gate Uh, Will the NCAA conduct any additional investigation. Seems like we mitigated that by including them in the interviews. I, I don't know that they're going to come set up shop here, but I don't know that they're not going to say, Hey, we want to look into something else based on those interviews. I don't think that's, completely out of the question, but I think Tennessee is very hopeful that including them the way they did, particularly the last three weeks, um, that, that they've handled the investigation for the NCAA and that they can self-report. And then a a punishment goes from there rather than the NCAA coming to town. So I don't anticipate the NCAA coming to town and doing any more digging. Uh, but you never know, uh, crazier things have certainly happened. So, um, we'll, we will see from there. Rodney Gardner was rumored to have signed an MOU last week. Is he coming? He has not signed an MOU. Might come, but they got to work through some contract stuff if, if that's going to happen. Um, and, and we'll see how that goes over the course of the coming days. All right, that's going to do it for this edition of the VolQuest.com podcast. I know we didn't get to all the questions tonight, but we'll jump. I'll jump in there and answer a few that we did not get to in this edition of the podcast brought to you by our good friends at Blue Water Climate Control. Remember, check them out at BlueWaterClimateControl.com. Or You can give them a buzz at 865-299-2290 for all of your heating and air needs. Um, They'll take care of you on any maintenance, service plans, whatever you need. They'll take great care of you. Don't forget their January special on that uh, unit for the small rooms and bonus rooms, garages, things like that. It's all at BlueWaterClimateControl.com. For Rob Lewis and Austin Price, I'm Brent Hubbs. Thanks for joining us. Have a great rest of your Thursday, everybody.